0: I cannot rank things, dude. I know. Also, I'm going to select all and put them all in one font size.
1: No, stop changing the font size. I'm putting
0: everything in one font size. Stop changing the font
1: size. Change your zoom. Change your zoom. It makes it to where you have to scroll more if you do that. Fine. Look, if you want to start putting the notes together, then you can have all access to change the font size. But until then... (laughs) I dictate the font size. I am the captain.
0: Not a good enough reason to use the word dick. dick. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello
1: and hello. It is December first, and welcome to the Always More podcast, where we believe there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about our reviews and recommendations of the week, drug lords, Ryan Reynolds, Finnish metal, the best soundtracks of all time, and so much more. I am your host, Tim, and next next to me, returning after a one week. Sabbatical. Week, sabbatical hiatus, yep. is uh, my best friend in the whole entire world, Aww, Christopher Ford. Stop. <laughs> How are you doing,
0: brother? I'm doing a lot better than I was last time. Well, uh, yeah. good. My, my grandfather had passed, and there was a lot of emotional stuff going on there, so it was not a good time for me mentally. And I am back with no vengeance. No
1: vengeance? No vengeance. Okay. What, if you did return with the vengeance, what would that mean?
0: That would mean that I didn't do what I had to do last week.
1: Oh, okay. But you did what you had to do? Oh, I had to do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Guys, welcome. It is December. Man, this is
0: wild. It's December as you guys are listening to it. Correct. We're we're still recording a couple of days ahead of schedule, (laughs) so it's November for us. Right. Which means I still have time for my no-nuance Novembers.
1: Oh, do you have some?
0: No, but I'll figure them out by the time we're done. <laughs> maybe that'll be our last segment.
1: Oh, uh, maybe, yeah.
0: No nuance, November. No nuance, yeah.
1: Well, guys, hey, we're glad you're here. We got a fun show for y'all today. We're really excited about this one. It's a good one. It's a fun one. We're in a good mood. I had coffee.
0: I did not have coffee, but I'm still in a good mood.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, but I think we should just go dive right in. We got a lot of fun things to talk about. So, Chris, what's up first?
0: So, first off, just as always, we're going to be doing our Wreck and Yeah. Which is our reviews and recommendations of the week, things that we've watched, seen, encountered that we think you guys would also enjoy. Yeah. Let's start you off, Tim.
1: Yeah, man. All right. So this past week, I caught up on Narcos Mexico, uh, which just came out with its third and final season. Okay. Uh,
0: have you watched any of the. I have not Narcos- watched any of the Narcos. <gasps> Chris. I know. You should. I've heard that. As a, as People a, keep telling me that.
1: As a, as a man who's, who's, whose family comes from Central America, I feel like you really need to watch this show.
0: I might see my family in this show, <laughs> and I don't think I want that. Okay, so. I'm Nar- just going to be like, Waco? <laughs> <laughs> is that you, homie? Oh, no. <laughs>
1: oh, man. The, the first season is about the, the Colombian cartel. Well, you got the Medellin uh, and the uh, Cali cartel, which is the, uh, well, the Medellin. Medellin, Medellin? is that how you pronounce it? Medellin. Yeah, uh, that is by the the infamous Pablo Escobar. Uh, so the first two seasons are about him, and then the third season is about the Cali cartel. Uh, but Narcos Mexico is obviously about the Narcos business in Mexico, and it follows people like Amando Carrillo Fuentes, Miguel Felix, El Chapo, Walt, and Walt Breslin. I was, I was trying to— Walt Breslin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the white dude. <laughs> hey, so is he
0: related to Abigail Breslin? She was a like Disney star actor like back in the early thousands. I actually don't know. Let's find out.
1: I mean, keep he's, talking. I'll find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so guys, if you haven't watched Narcos, it is one of the grittiest. I just rewatched the first two seasons because I was really just in the mood after I finished season three of uh, Narcos Mexico. But it's a really fantastic, well-made show. Um, just, just the drama in it is. It keeps you wanting more every single time. Like I binged those two seasons in a week. Um, Jeez. It's it's just it's really good. It's really good, and so highly recommend Narcos Mexico, uh, and regular Narcos. But also, I watched a movie the other day that I did not expect to watch, nor did I expect to like. And that movie is the name of Pig. Pig. Have you seen this? One? I have not. Have you heard of this movie? I have not. Okay, so here's the synopsis: A truffle hunter who lives alone in the or, or- how do you say or- or-
0: organian Orgonian? or or, uh, I'm not even going to pretend. Or, Oregonian. Oregonian, Oregonian, Oregon, <coughs> origami. Oh, guys, I'm so or, origami, <laughs> gorlami, gorlami. I'm sorry
1: if you come from there. We're Texans. We don't know anything, or do we care?
0: <laughs> We're better than you.
1: Uh, so he lives alone there in Oregon in the wilderness, and he must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Um, the main actor is none other than our uh, our Declaration of Independence stealer, Nicolas Cage.
0: Um, wow. This movie— I did not expect that. This movie
1: it did not go the way I expected it to go. I heard so much about it and so many good things about it. Like, this movie can't be that good. People are just lying about it.
0: It was really that good.
1: It was good. I enjoyed it. It was very unexpected, very weird. Not in, like, the trippy kind of way, but just— It's just— uh, imagine If you
0: could, like, relate it to another movie— um man
1: I don't know. It, it 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 starts off one way where it's just Nick uh the character I can't remember his name but Nicholas Cage and his pig in the in the forest and they're all alone they're you know forging uh truffles and it, and it just turns completely weird. It it's almost like a John Wick but without all the action if that makes sense.
0: Something like uh oh, have you seen JoJo Rabbit? Yeah, yeah. Is it kind of like that? Like that? No weirdness. No, it's not funny at all. Okay. No. Well, then I'm. I probably won't watch it then. <laughs>
1: um, but it's definitely interesting. So I do recommend it. It is a, if you have it. If you like to try it out, it's a good watch. Chris,
0: have all right. Own. So my reckon revs. Um, the first one I actually watched this one on the plane to uh, Miami the other day, which was Free Guy.
1: Jess told me about
0: this. This movie, I expected to be like a cheesy. B-rate movie with A-rate actors, yeah, and it was actually really good. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was kind of like a comedy version of Ready Player One. Oh, okay. So basically, the whole premise is there's like this online MMO RPG that everybody can just jump in and play. It's like a shoot 'em up, Grand Theft Auto style, do whatever you want, yeah, universe type thing. And Ryan Reynolds plays this NPC non-playable character for you non-gamer types. Yeah, um, <laughs> basically, he's just a bank teller, and every day is the same for him. He wakes up, says hi to his goldfish, puts on his blue shirt, his khakis. He's a non-playable character, so it, it never changes. Yeah. But his character is actually part of an AI. Mm. So one day, like, he starts changing things in little ways. Um, So he sees this woman walk by who is an actual character. They call him Sunglasses People, because uh, the characters that you play as wear sunglasses, mm. and the non-playables don't. Yeah. So he sees this woman, and he's like, oh, man, she's my dream girl. And he goes to talk to her, and she's like, oh, that's weird. I've never had an NPC talk to me before. Yeah. And eventually he, like, steals some glasses and becomes, like, the number one watched player, huh. and nobody's nobody knows what's going on because they're like, no, this is an NPC. He's hacked the game. He's got the NPC skin. Yeah. But, you know, it is, let's just watch this guy and figure out what's going on. But the whole time, like, he just thinks he's living life <laughs> This is just normal to him. It's, he's, like, it's like Pinocchio, but in the digital yeah. video game world. <laughs> yeah, so like he's getting better and better. He's leveling up in the game, um, which is insane because he's an NPC. So yeah. He can literally play 24-7. Um, oh, yeah. People are watching him, streaming him. like Live streamers interact with him, and they're like, yo, you need to say my catchphrase for my stream. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? What is a stream? Um, and then, you know, in the real world, the programmers that created the AI have to prove that this is their program yeah. versus the person who's actually running the actual game itself. Uh, it, it's a really good movie. Hmm. I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Cool. But it was really cool. I do want to see it. that You to really list. should. They have all kinds of like... Uh, like, little funny things that you would expect from yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Like, I, uh, I would,
1: uh, yeah, I was spoiled from um, the Captain America yeah, reference. Yeah, there's a Captain America <laughs>
0: reference where his shield shows up, and he's like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> Actually, your shirt is very appropriate because he yeah. does curse. <laughs> um, so that, that was a really fun one. And then my second one, uh, before I get to that one, though, uh, music, since we're doing a musical episode, yeah. by Christoph Beck. Ooh. If that name sounds familiar to you, it is because he did the music for Frozen, The Muppets, Mm. and Hot Tub Time Machine 2.
1: That third one's random, but okay.
0: Uh, That's why I put it in there, because I (laughs) thought it was funny. Um, Yeah, so Christoph Beck from Frozen did the music for free, guys, so it was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Um, My next one is just a good old-fashioned anime. It's been around forever. Yeah. One Piece. I finally started watching One Piece, which is, in the anime world, Like, if you haven't watched it up to this point, you just shouldn't. Oh. They literally just released the thousandth episode, and oh. I'm still back on like 350, so, so I got a lot of catching up to do. Of, you got a lot
1: of TV to catch up on.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a really fun anime. It's an anime about pirates. Um, You follow the main character, Monkey D. Luffy, as he builds his pirate crew and tries to become the king of the pirates. Mm. And it's really fun because he's not a smart person, yeah. technically. Like, he doesn't plan. He doesn't... Like, his whole thing is, you know, screw this plan. I'm just about to beat somebody's ass. Mm. And he's an amazing fighter. He's got a what they call a devil fruit, so he's got superpowers. Basically, he's a rubber man. He can stretch his body insanely far and use rubber powers to beat people up. It's pretty cool. Wow, all right. It's a lot cooler <laughs> than it sounds. <laughs> I know if you don't like anime, you're like, ah, you know, whatever. Well, but. I'll, I will say this. Okay, so you, you
1: you put this in your recommendations a few weeks ago, and I finally started watching uh, Star Wars Visions. Right. And I really – I'm only halfway through, but I really loved the first one. Yeah. I think that one's been my favorite so far. That, that old school – that first one was just um, – man, it's like only 14 minutes. Or, yeah, they're all that. like
0: super small anthologies. Um, super good. I don't remember which one. Like what number it was, but there's one with a girl that's like brings lightsabers to a bunch of Jedi. Have you seen that one yet? No. Okay, when you watch that one, that one's gonna be really good. That's okay. like my favorite. All right, all right, all right. But those are uh those are our wreck and revs of the week. Yes, good stuff. All right.
1: Well, moving on, we have a segment that we love to talk about, and that is I don't know who needed to hear this, but
0: Honoring your parents doesn't necessarily mean obeying their every women command. Ooh especially if it's harmful to you to do so.
1: Interesting. Do tell.
0: Sometimes honoring your parents just means living an honorable life yourself, setting healthy boundaries, and being true to who you are. Mm. I feel like there's some... We're just... going to move on past that one. <laughs> Scrolling right along.
1: All right. So I don't know who need to hear this, but today is a good day to do that thing you've been putting off. It's going to take like 10 minutes and you'll be done. You've already spent more time and energy avoiding it than it takes to do it. So just do it.
0: All right. Well, I guess I have to go commit that murder. (laughs) I
1: thought I'd spread some positive energy around here and
0: bullets.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, we are moving on
0: to. What did I miss? I
1: I missed. I've missed your voice, my friend. I missed it.
0: Are you saying that my voice is better than Jess's voice?
1: That is not what I said. You better shut (laughs) up. (laughs) I missed your voice, and that is okay thing to say. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well,
0: guys, this is the part of the show where we like to present you some news that you probably didn't hear about. Yeah. Let's start with yours.
1: Judas Iscariot was arrested for the January 6th insurrection.
0: I'm pretty sure he killed himself, <laughs> like, after turning Jesus in.
1: Okay, so, look, I don't, like, we already went through our deconstruction thing, so I don't want to get too serious on this episode, but um, it, just, just it is what it is, okay? Look, call it insurrection, call it a protest, whatever you want, Judas was there okay so according to relevant magazine and uh, articles in the show notes James D Beeks which that's an amazing name uh, was recently charged with obstruct <laughs> he was recently charged with obstruction of Congress and unlawfully entering a restricted building or grounds according to the Daily Beast now here's what makes this interesting. James just so happens to be a Broadway performer and is known for playing the role of Judas Iscariot in the musical <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: My house is a house of prayer.
1: Okay, so a federal investigation found that he was a part of a far-right anti-government organization and had also appeared to be at the January 6th insurrection. Now, here's where things get even crazier. Even
0: crazier than a Broadway Judas Iscariot being arrested (laughs) for insurrection.
1: According to the article, in an interview with uh, Equality 365, dug up a Politico. Uh, dug up by Politico, Beak spoke on his unique take on Judas. Quote, I don't like uh, as it as, I don't like it as it is, uh, how does he, he says something weird there. I don't like. I don't look at it. I don't look at it. Thank you. I don't look at it as Judas being a bad guy. I think he is a hero, he said. I am honored to be the archetype of Judas and to give him a voice. Myself, being a person of color, I cherish that. I think that we've been told we have to question society. I want people to look at Judas in a different light and from different perspectives. He wasn't a bad guy, and he was only doing what he had to do, end quote.
0: I've seen that take before. I don't know how I feel about it.
1: I think given the context, it makes a lot of sense why he would say something like that.
0: I feel like if you're on the side of Judas— <laughs> You're probably not on the right side.
1: You, you're, you're making it okay to betray you,
0: your authority figure. You justify, not just your authority figure, <laughs> you justify betraying Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're justifying, <laughs> crucifying our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ <laughs> of Nazareth.
1: Oh, so yeah, yeah. Judas was at the January 6th insurrection. Among other people. I think the
0: thing that surprised me most about that was that he's a person of color. I did not expect that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to talk about that, but if you want to talk. <laughs> that, That's just,
0: I mean, that it is what it is. You didn't see too many of those. You didn't see that many of them, no. <laughs> at the, the insurrection party, I guess. <laughs> All Moving right. on, please take it away. <laughs> so mine was that a woman is now wanted in New York or taunting lions, again. (laughs) Again? Again. All right. So a woman was charged two years ago with trespassing near the lion exhibit and taunting the animals at the Bronx Zoo. She's wanted again for doing the same thing this week. (laughs) Um, New York City police have been asking about her. Her name is uh, Maya Autry. At least that's who they think has done it. Oh, wow. She's the alleged person. They don't have actual proof that it was her. Oh, okay. But she's the one that did it two years
1: ago.
0: Um, And it was the same exact situation. So police are asking for the public's help on Friday, locating Maya Autry, 32 years old, who is accused of trespassing in a fenced-in area near the lion exhibit Thursday. A cell phone video, which I have watched and is hilarious, (laughs) obtained by (laughs) WNBC-TV, shows a woman wearing a red dress and leopard print shawl standing across from a moat from a lion and talking to it, holding roses, tossing money, dancing for it. What the is whole she doing? Minutes. I think she's trying to seduce a lion. Ugh. Dude, I don't know. Uh, in the video, you can hear her, She's like, I miss you. I love you. That, that's weird stuff. Uh. And it's odd. Um, the situation involves one individual who is determined to harass our lions with no regard for her safety or the <laughs> safety of our staff, our guests, and no regard for the well-being of the lions, a zoo spokesperson said in a statement. <laughs> the Bronx Zoo has a zero-tolerance policy is in matters such as this and will aggressively seek prosecution against this individual and anyone who violates park safety rules. Uh, Police said that Autry fled the scene and is being sought on new trespassing charges. It's not clear if she has a lawyer who would respond to the allegations. Wow. Well. So if you try to seduce a lion at the (laughs) Bronx Zoo, they will aggressively press charges. As they should. I feel like like if you're if you're assaulting lions sexually or otherwise, you deserve whatever happens. Whatever happens. Whether it's the law or the lion itself, the law of man or the law of nature, I don't care. You deserve whatever happens to you. Oh man, that's good stuff. People are wild, man. man. You know what's also surprising? Yeah. She's also black. This is not stuff black people typically do, Tim.
1: It's because of the white people are really just. What, what else? Like it, we we've done it all. We Look, done, we've done all I'm all, this saying,
0: <laughs> all I'm saying is, if you hear person tries to sexually assault a lion, you're not thinking a black person in your head. That's go- all I'm saying. I was
1: going to ask you halfway through, like, is this person white? Like, this It sounded like no, a-
0: <laughs> She is at least black passing, so there you go. Oh man,
1: that was good stuff.
0: So that is our. Uh, our first few segments <laughs> stick around we'll be back in a second to do more stuff
1: oh what a wild <laughs> Everybody, we are back. Back the back, 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 back. Welcome back to. We are into our main segment now. Thank you for sticking around after those uh, those last two news things.
0: Those racially charged news stories.
1: <laughs> that was not planned. We did not look at each other's notes. Oh, I didn't look at yours, anyways, and go, "Hey, let's find something politically charged." And no, just... I didn't look at
0: yours either. I just <laughs> I saw the name Judas Iscariot, and I was like, "All right, this will be good." <laughs> and I pictured a white guy. That's all.
1: Uh, guys, we are uh, today. We're talking about our music. Uh, we're talking about some of the things that we liked. Obviously, we're not going to get into all the details of it all, but we decided that you know what, we wanted a fun topic. Last week, Jessica and I, uh, we talked about movies, and so right, we which went... I listened to and Did I you? appreciated.
0: I had some takes from that one, and for the life of me, right now, I can't remember them. All right, well, that's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. damn. <laughs> Um, so today, we're uh, continuing the conver- fun conversations and talking about our musical likes and interests and genres and our top threes and top fives, favorite artists, genres, albums, and, and all of the above. So let's kick it off, though, with some fast facts about music and musicians. You ready to do this? I'm always ready. All right, here we go. So professional music artists have shorter lifespans than the general population.
0: I.e. Kurt Cobain?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering— Is it
0: IE or EG? EG, for example, Kurt Cobain. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. EG. Um, I, I I wonder, is this like a modern thing, like a modern stat? Because I'm thinking about like all the the drug—obviously, drugs is yeah, probably so the main thing.
0: so I actually looked at this a little bit, and from my understanding, it's just like— over the history of music, not just a recent modern mm. thing, but like musicians have always lived shorter lives. Interesting. It's kind of like an artist curse to live a shorter life. I was about like, to
1: ask. Yeah,
0: I don't know why it is. It, obviously, it's not always suicide or right. drug use, but
1: well, I mean, when you when you get into music, and I, I'm no professional by any stretch of the means, but I spent many years in band, and I, I remember, you know. I remember being looked at as emotional person, but I think music just—if you learn to not only listen to it, but to be able to play it—and especially if you're a songwriter, I think you 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 just you're more in tune with your emotions, and you're yeah. more in tune with what you're feeling, and so
0: which kills you faster.
1: It, it can, it can, if you don't have it in check, and if you don't talk about it.
0: I feel like it's uh, actually there's a Foo Fighter line that talks about that, where he says, "Give me the flammable life." Um I think it's like you as an artist you burn out faster but you burn brighter. Mm. Like you experience more life, you feel your emotions right. more intensely and that can shorten your lifespan, yeah. but it's a more intense life while you're living it.
1: Who was the um who was the artist that just passed away? Um um numb. Um what is that what is it, that song? The song is numb. Who's the artist? Linkin Park. Thank you, Lincoln Chester Bennington. Yeah, yeah. I think about him. Yeah, man. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to go dark on that first fast
0: fact. I mean, that's in my. You didn't see my my uh, listings, but yeah. <laughs> there we go.
1: All right, next one. Uh, in a study titled "Stairway to Hell" by Diana Kenny, it was discovered that between the years of 1950 to 2014, the average musician's lifespan is 25 years shorter. In general, U.S. population, so it's just another way to back that up. But yeah, that's, that's a that's, more
0: modern take on it. Yeah, that's wild. That's insane. Twenty five years. That's that's, intense. that's that. I mean, average. That is crazy. That's insane.
1: Yeah. All right, take it away, man. Let's get some lighter in, stuff.
0: <laughs> in twenty sixteen, Mozart, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, yeah, sold the most CDs, beating out Adele, Drake, and Beyonce. You think that has anything to do with babies? What? Like parents oh. buying Mozart CDs for their kids.
1: Well, I was going to say maybe it's that and a combination of most people don't buy CDs anymore. So it's probably the older people buying CDs. Maybe. Like most people nowadays yeah, are rather like doing Spotify or, or yeah,
0: downloading the album. Or maybe it just... I mean, a combination of both probably. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. You might be right. Uh, next up, according to one study at the University of Barcelona. 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 You got to say it with the th. Barcelona. <laughs> That's how they said. I don't know. Uh while trying to gauge emotion while listening to music, found out that 5% of its participants did not feel any emotion whatsoever while listening to music. Isn't that like I could not imagine that.
1: You, you there there's no spikes. Like you know like those those um what, what do you call it when you're doing a um a lie detector test. Um uh,
0: what are the what are those machines called? Um Something graph. Oh, oh. I don't. I don't know.
1: Okay, yeah, they take. It's basically that you, they they gauge the heart rate, they gauge the the emotion. Nothing that is wild. How how can you? I mean, that's just how something, polygraph. Thank you. There is just no readings. And that's incredible to think
0: about. I could not imagine hearing them. A song and not feeling something. Yeah. Like, whether I love it or absolutely hate it, like, I'm going to feel something.
1: I, I read into this article a little bit more, and it's not that these guys don't feel anything at all. Like, they have normal lives. They have families. They, they love. They, they feel emotions. They
0: just don't feel anything with music. Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't. It's crazy, man. Moving um, on. In 2012, Finland was discovered <laughs> to have the most metal bands per capita. With 53.5 bands per 100,000 people. That's a lot. That's a lot of metal. I'm here for it, though. (laughs) Finnish metal bands. Have you heard Finnish metal? I don't think so. Bro, we need to put, like, a link to this episode with all of our stuff in here, and then make sure you add some Finnish metal. Uh, It is is intense. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's intense. Watch some of the videos. I'll show you a video after we're done recording. Yeah, yeah. It gets dark, (laughs) but I love it. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Um, and then finally, a study conducted by South Korean scientists from the National Institute of Agricultural Biotechnology found that plants grow faster when music is played around them.
1: Wild, man.
0: Now, is it all music, or is it just, like, particular types of music? Are, are plants <laughs> fans of different genres?
1: I want to see to see some finished metal. put A around finished th- metal plant? Like,
0: <laughs> these were tomatoes when I planted them. Why are they Venus flytraps now? <laughs> Like they just grow mouths and they're like ah, rah, 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 rah.
1: You're, you're eating the tomatoes. Why do I feel violent? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the best tomato I've ever had. Punching somebody next to you. Mosh potatoes. <laughs> oh, that's good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Came up with that one just now oh, off the spot, uh, top of my head. We should we should
1: do we should have an experiment. Just like get different different types of plant, maybe the same type of plant, but play
0: with different types. Janelle's greenhouse comes in today. (gasps) Let's do it. We need to have her do that. Can we we convince her? Probably.
1: Janelle, if you're listening, we would love we would love to this. We would try to do this
0: for Uh, us. I'll buy you more plants.
1: Yes. If
0: you allow us to scientifically experiment on them, (laughs)
1: let's do it, man. Mush potatoes. All right, guys. Those are our fast facts. We're moving on. Before I move on, though, I do want to, because Chris, Chris mentioned it, uh, we're going to have, and we always now have, a Spotify uh, playlist that is a soundtrack for each episode. Soundtrack
0: so, to my life.
1: Yeah, so for each episode, because I like to do this and because I love lists and things, I just... Whatever music I'm thinking about, whatever music reminds me of that said episode, I put it into that soundtrack. So uh, if you want to follow us on Spotify, go you know, follow us on our show notes, uh, and we, we're, we're out there. So, uh, for, but for this one in particular, as we move on through all these songs and all these albums, I'm going to be sure to list all these um, songs, not all the albums, but like a song from an album or whatever, and so you guys can listen to it and just kind of hear what we've been hearing
0: and also some Finnish metal and some Finnish metal, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and so before we move on, I actually did want to ask Chris, what are you just generally into, man? What, what is what is so, if you were to like you know explain to someone what you like to listen to or don't like to listen to? What would I, that be? I
0: don't like country music. Mm. I know I live in Texas; it, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't like country music. Pretty much anything else, I will listen to. Yeah, and I know a lot of people say that, and then you play them Finnish metal, and they're like, "What is this garbage?" <laughs> I genuinely am like, "Yeah, that's good." <laughs> I like it. Give me more. Like yeah. Pretty much anything. Um, specifically, I like finding indie artists on TikTok. Mm. That's like one of my favorite new things to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, just finding people that are like writing their own music, whether it's hip-hop, rap, uh, pop, R&B, as long as it's not country. Yeah. Uh, which is fine because I'm not on that side of TikTok anyway.
1: And <laughs> it um, yeah, is definitely a side. <laughs> oh, for sure.
0: Um, but listening to... New artists that way make their own music. I really appreciate that. Cool, man.
1: Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of country, though I have found some country songs that I like, but I think it's more just, I don't know. I I don't like the general style of it, if that makes sense. Um, But Yeah, so I'm, I'm the same way. I pretty much... I'm not always in the mood for anything, but if I'm in – I can be in a mood for pretty much everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, excluding country, excluding opera, I, I can – I want to get down with anything depending on the mood.
0: I'm down for opera too, depending on the opera obviously. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Bro, you named your daughter Aria. How do you not listen to operas? <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on. Chris, we got some fun segments. What are we getting into yeah. first? All right,
0: so before we start doing this stuff, let me just say that Tim has lists that are ever-evolving, <laughs> and he constantly, at any point in time, if you ask him to rank something, can pull up a list, and it's already ranked. <laughs> I have a much harder time ranking things
1: yeah, yeah because
0: given new information, or really information that I had previously and just forgot about... I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's not my favorite thing. It's actually this. <laughs> so these are tentative uh, top albums, soundtracks, songs, whatever. The first one we're going to do M- movie are soundtracks. the greatest movie soundtracks, yeah, yes. the top three um, with honorable mentions.
1: Let's go back and forth, okay. like, like a three, three, two, two,
0: whatever. Gotcha. All right, so again, I have trouble ranking these. <laughs> it may or may not be in the right order. Number three for me would be Across the Universe.
1: That's a good one, man.
0: Solid. I love the Beatles. Solid. And they did really good covers of all of the Beatles songs. Yeah. Or, I mean, all of the covers they did were Beatles songs. They didn't cover all of the Beatles songs, but
1: yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Any other particular reason why you like it? Just because you like Beatles.
0: I just I love the Beatles, and it was a, it was a great storyline, great music. Simple enough, man. It's good. Worked out as far as like the plot for the movie goes. It was really nice.
1: Yeah. All right, my number three uh, is the Lord of the Rings. All three soundtracks. Really, Howard really Shore, good. my God! If you can put yourself into a surround sound environment and just listen to the music, you will experience
0: the movie. Unless you're in that five percent. Oh wow!
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Howard Shore, legendary. That, that that
0: insane.
1: The movies are great, and the music is just as great. So
0: yeah, it it'll transport you. Yeah. Speaking of music that'll transport you, number two for me. Was a Star Wars soundtrack for yeah. any Star Wars, but specifically Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Yes. Duel of the Fates. D- 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 I know D- D- that's D- like D- D- everyone's least favorite <laughs> Star Wars movie, but for me, <laughs> John the Williams, soundtrack just, oh my God.
1: I firmly believe that John Williams has single handedly saved many Star Wars movies. And I'm not saying that they're all you know, high-quality, the best Star Wars movies ever. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars no matter what. But because of his music, like, all right, I'm still on this ride.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll stay buckled in for now. We'll see what you got.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Number two? Uh, Okay, so... I did this because I think I was listening to it the other day. I'm like, you know what? I dig this. I yeah. dig it a lot. I forgot how much I liked it, but it is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The only
0: reason it's not on my list is because it's on yours. Oh, really? I wanted to give a <laughs> highlight to other stuff.
1: Uh, Nigel uh, Godric, Godric. Um, man, that that's you just have to listen to it again. Go listen to our Music soundtrack.
0: by Metric and Beck. Man, it, it's all so great. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, Brie Larson just released her version of. <gasps> um, Oh, uh the the song that she does in the movie. Hello again. Yes, friend of a friend. She I just released it? You bam, 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 oh my gosh, bam. I have to listen to that. I have it on my playlist. Like I I love it. It's oh so my good. god, that's it's awesome. Good. <laughs>
1: all right, yeah, so that's my number two.
0: All right. Um my number one, mostly because it's just an amazing soundtrack. Yes, oh, yeah, the, solid. The music, the songs, the lyricism of it, it's all just mind boggling. But also because of the cultural impact mm. that it had. Yeah, for sure. And the way that it changed movie soundtracks. Yeah. The Black Panther soundtrack.
1: Yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, I, I remember... I, remember
0: I just, Am T'Challa, just, like, as oh. it starts off, I was just like, ooh, goosebumps. Yeah. And then until the album ended, the goosebumps did not go yeah. away.
1: I, I think my most memorable, like, musical scene was that... That one when um, Killmonger has killed T'Challa, or so you know, supposedly, well he does actually, uh, and it's that the the scene is he's walking into the throne room and it's the camera's upside down and that that music with the yes. I don't know I don't know what that it was a like type of drum I guess but man that was just wait wasn't that um oh, what is the artist um oh no 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 oh uh, Ludwig uh, ah the same guy who did Mandalorian wasn't that it? no yeah I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. I'm looking it up. All right. In the meantime, my number. Wait, were you done? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, no, I was that, excited. That,
0: that was it. That's that's one of my absolute favorites. Um, but yeah, with uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, who else was in it? Two Chains and I was in it. Um, Travis Scott did a lot of it. Yeah. But that that whole that whole album just. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was right. Ludwig Gor- Goransson. He's the guy who did The Mandalorian and Tenet and. Solid. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. My number one is by the legendary and arguably, I believe, one of the greatest composers of the modern era.
0: Him or John Williams. I couldn't tell you who it is.
1: Hans Zimmer's Interstellar. That soundtrack is—
0: That's the one you want to go with, Interstellar? Like, I know you love—
1: There are some songs I love from Inception and from—oh, um, uh, what's the other one? Um. Man,
0: Dark Knight Rises, Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Well, and that's the thing is for for those, I can only think of one or two songs. But for this album, for me, the whole thing just makes sense. Just makes sense. just carries I, it.
0: We actually have a, a Hans Zimmer record right here. I do. Yeah, Gladiator, Man of Steel, Interstellar, Inception, and more.
1: But it, it's so unique, Hans Zimmer. He he approached it. The way it happened is if you read, if you look at the the story behind it, um director Chris Nolan came to him and just told him the simple premise that it's a father wanting to give back to his daughter. And he came up with that soundtrack just off of that premise. No space talk, nothing at all. And it was just, yeah. You listened to that with some headphones. That is
0: impressive. I did not know that. Yeah. It's really all right. good.
1: All right. Moving on. Um, it's you again. Chris, take it away, man.
0: So this one, you decided we were going to argue. Yes, we did. <laughs> Tim woke up and chose violence for this topic. <laughs> This is the best decade of music, and in parentheses, he put, with receipts. So you have to bring (laughs) receipts to this topic. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say the obviously correct answer (laughs) is the early 2000s.
1: Just the early 2000s?
0: Early 2000s. If you have to pick a decade, which you said. So 2000 to 2010, 9, however you want to call it. So so that
1: that is the 2000s?
0: The early 2000s. Not like 2010s and on. Oh, I see
1: what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, up n- until not the century 2000s, the yeah. decade. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, 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 The decade of you the You wanted to 2000s. clarify. Yes. I got you.
0: With bands like My Kim, um, Outkast, specifically their album Dank On Ya, <laughs> um, Eminem, System of a Down with Toxicity, even like Taylor Swift and Kanye were coming out in that time. Uh, you've got The Gorillas, Linkin Park, The Killers, 50 Cent. And then there's this rise of the brand-new genres like folk pop and social media musicians like CCB. Like, come on, early 2000s, like, that's, that's where it's at. That's where everything changed. That's where all of the best music came from. Wow. And I'll fight you on that.
1: Okay, I, I hear your I, – I, I take your early 2000s and I raise you 70s. And here's my artist receipts. Jackson 5, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind, and Freaking Fire, The Beatles, Michael Jackson, Looking Glass, Cheap Trick, Electric, Light Orchestra. Come on, man. You have so many, not just legendary artists, but legendary albums from those artists during the 70s. Not to mention people like uh, The Who and um, Queen. Come on, man. 70s is such a classical transformative time I, period. Where I the will music give you
0: is, the 70s is amazing. <laughs> if it your, were favorite, not the, your favorite I artist I know, <laughs> I know. If it were not for the early 2000s, I would say 60, the 70s, 70s would be the best. Man. But let me rebuttal with early 2000s, Chingy. Who? Exactly. <laughs> no, the, just <laughs> some, some random artist that... <laughs> I think he had like two songs that were great, maybe, and they were like middle school dance songs, and they definitely should not have been middle school dance songs.
1: <laughs> no, I will say this just for clarification and for being upfront: I was sheltered as a kid, so a lot of the music in the '90s and the 2000s I didn't get to listen to until like I started listening to it like without my parents' acknowledgement. So I, I started listening to people like bands like Fall Out Boy and Good Charlotte late into my high school years, right? Um, after years that they've already after existed. you met me. True. Yeah. And so a lot of my, why I think the seventies is so legendary granted is probably because that was the only thing I could listen to. <laughs> um, Fair enough. but I, I mean, even like some of these artists like Michael Jackson, who is legendary, I don't actually enjoy listening to all of his music, but I can respect the art that came from him and what that brought and what that introduced. Um, 70s, man, just it, it I, transformed rock. It, it, the, I will
0: say that without the 70s, the early 2000s would not be a thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't list all the rock bands, but, um, yeah, just, just, I mean, Queen, if you just look at Queen alone and Freddie Mercury and how he transformed vocals and how he changed the look on rock music.
0: Yeah, Queen is in my top five for sure.
1: My lord, my lord. All right. Well, I guess we'll agree to disagree on this one
0: but we can we can respect each other's decisions I, I guess so this is a healthy debate
1: it is a healthy debate
0: this is one of those things you can agree to disagree on
1: <laughs> this is one of those things
0: human rights are not moving no. on <laughs>
1: all right guys moving on this is our top 5 favorite all time
0: Albums. Again, caveat I suck at ranking things. Yeah. Tim already had this list ready to go.
1: Now, I did debate myself, and I purposely excluded some of my favorite artists just because it was going to be top heavy. just just
0: that band for the <laughs> yeah. first four albums
1: um and again because i was a sheltered kid i could only listen to listen to certain music which you'll find out why in a second or what that was but um yeah so let's just go into our top five favorite all-time albums that you per this to me this isn't necessarily what's the best album out
0: there yeah no this is this is just music that we listen right. to on repeat that we love
1: yeah so if you don't like my opinion then that's awesome. You have your own opinions. But this is just fair enough. <laughs> this is just me what I enjoy listening to both recently and also especially in some hard times. I'll explain why. But Chris, you start off with your number five and we'll keep going yeah, back so and forth. Number
0: five is Swagger by Floggy Molly. Bro,
1: I was looking at that one. I was considering it. That's it's, a good album. It's a one. really
0: good album. Yeah. I saw them live um back in two thousand eight. I wanna say it is. I think it was two thousand eight. I saw them live. Um I was walking by some venue that they were playing at. Didn't even realize they were playing at it because I thought they were like this huge band. They're definitely not. It was <laughs> a smaller, smaller venue. Yeah. Um, but it was a really cool experience to be able to see that. Yeah. And just like from a distance, I was like, I know that song they're playing. Like, uh, I can hear it. Uh, yeah. So I like went over there and sure enough, Vloggy Molly was playing live. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so that was a really fun experience. Um. But. That that one has a couple of my favorite songs by them: "Devil's Dance Floor" and "Black Friday Rule." Came mm-hmm. out in two thousand. Good stuff. Um, number four for me would be. Wait, it's me. It's my turn. Oh, or we're just doing back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Okay, let's do back and forth. Yeah,
1: go. All right, my number f- uh, five is Vessel by Twenty One Pilots. I will fully admit I got swept up into the fandom and into the the. Um, the Avalanche, that is 21 Pilots, I will not deny it. Um, but they make good stuff, man. They do.
0: It, they it, th- make really good music. I mean, it's quality
1: stuff. The first two albums, especially, I you just have to respect it because it was so unique, so out there. Uh, I forget the drummer's name, but my God, I think, excellent.
0: I think one of them's name is Tyler or something, but I don't, I don't, yeah. know, the, I don't know their names.
1: Fantastic. I mean, they're just fantastic artists and musicians. But um, a couple songs from that album, uh, Ode to Sleep. Um, trees and House of Gold. I love good House stuff. of Gold. It's good, man. It makes you feel things.
0: I scream House of Gold every time it comes <laughs> on my playlist. Just driving on the street. Yeah. Number four. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Good one. And this was hard for me to determine if I like Hybrid Theory or Meteor or more. Mm. But because of In the End and One Step Closer, I went with Hybrid Theory. Yeah, that's um, good. I did shed a tear when I found out about Chester Passing. Um, oh, yeah. I actually remember where I was. I was driving a youth group van to our summer camp thing in Dallas. It wasn't really a camp. We were staying at, uh, like, a Youth hotel. for the Nations? Yeah. Yeah. It was Youth for the nation. So I was driving the the van when I found out, and I, like, had to pull over and switch Aww. with Josh because I didn't want to, like, die crying in front Aww, of these kids. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to break my heart. Yeah. And it indeed did. But... Hybrid Theory, two thousand, good Park. one.
1: All right, my number four is Brother by The Brilliance. Um, man, it's just one of those good uh, indie, just fantastic lyrics kind of album that is super chill and just kind of makes you think about life and theology and people and uh, whatever. And so, uh, two songs, Yahweh and Does Your Heart Break, and then the song by the name of the album Brother is fantastic. So I'm not gonna explain too much about it. You just it's just one of those, just one of those albums that I can't really explain very well, but it's. It's good, it's rich, and it's deep.
0: Yeah. I get it. All right. So, number three for me is Marley, the original soundtrack by Bob Marley and the Wailers. <laughs> oh uh, this goodness. has nothing to do with that movie with the dog. I was about to, I now, was thinking that. <laughs> um, and this one is weird because it came out in 2012, which is obviously like 30 years after Bob Marley died. Right. But it's my favorite collection of his music. Okay. So, I count it as a Bob Marley album. Yeah. Uh, it. But it's got, Two of my favorite songs, Redemption Song and No Woman, No Cry. Um, Everybody Knows Three Little Birds. It's got all all of the great Bob Marley music on it. Yeah. It is what it is. So that's my number three.
1: That's the music I remember you listening to. I grew up with Bob Marley. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to your house and hearing that a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number three is "Never Take Friendship Personal" by Anne Berlin.
0: Mm, Man, such a good album.
1: Yeah, it, it's one of those albums that I, I argued back when they were still. Well, they kind of are still around, but before they had their breakup, uh, I argued that they were the guy version of Taylor Swift. Just their music is it for me, anyways. It was like
0: because like songs like uh, uh, like "Feel Good Drag." Are you kidding me? I mean, I would say that Mumford and Sons would be the guy version of taylor swift well but. that's true i guess
1: they're more country but um yeah anyways amberland dude they're just a rock no, still they're a good rock band. group paper I
0: thin him i hymn, love all that. being able to see them play live it was just oh that was when we saw, uh switchfoot and amberland yeah yeah uh, but it wasn't with
1: christian um oh what's his name The the lead singer um i want to say Stephen
0: christianson
1: yeah you're right you're yeah. right
0: It was with Dan and Phil from a band called Story of the Year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because didn't he have, like, a family emergency or something? Yep.
0: Yeah. And they still, they knew all the songs. They carried the same energy as the rest of the band. It was a great show. Good show. All right. Uh, Number two for me, and this one changed my life. (laughs) It very quite literally changed my life. Yeah. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. Yeah. This is top tier emo rock for what it is, this is everything that you would ever find in an angsty teenager in one album.
1: That's one of that's definitely one of the top ones.
0: <laughs> uh, the very first emo rock song I ever heard, and I remember sitting in my cousin's computer when she showed this to me. Uh, thank you, Jocelyn, by the <laughs> way. Um, she showed me this song, "I'm Not Okay," and I remember something in my mind broke, <laughs> and I was just like, "This." is my experience. Yeah, yeah. This is who I am. So um, that one, and then obviously Helena, this album came out in 2004. It's such a great album. Yeah. And then everything that Gerard Way touches after that just like turns to gold. Because Umbrella Academy was great.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Anyway. Three cheers for Sweet Wrench, My Chemical Romance. It's good stuff, man.
1: That's one of those bands that I didn't get to listen to until... Actually, post-high school, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't really listen to them. I I'm
0: know every word to every song on those albums. <laughs> and I will I, s- it. I will scream, sing them until the day I die. You and my wife,
1: yeah. Uh, and I'm sure Janelle, I I'm, was I'm I'm really the lonely one out. <laughs> uh, all right, so number two, it's a different twist. It's a post-rock um, album. It's by—it's called S forward slash T by This Will Destroy You.
0: I love uh, This Will Destroy You. Man, it's my writing music.
1: Yeah, it, it is one of those – I got into it in high school. I remember hearing a lot of their music from movies like uh, World War Z and mm-hmm. Moneyball. Um, but their their music is just – man, I don't know how to explain it. I, I just feel something special with their music. That's um, the point of it. It's I mean, supposed to
0: it, move you, and it's literally just music. There's, yeah, no, there's no no words, no lyrics. It's just the music. right? And it's – ah. Uh,
1: there, there's a couple of songs. Uh, the Mighty Rio Grande – um and via de, de refugio refugio how do you refugio say? is
0: how I would say it. I don't know.
1: Uh, I was trying to be correct in the Spanish, but in uh, Leather Wings, um, you probably refugio. actually have heard these songs before. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's 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 literally I could argue one of my favorite songs is the Mighty Rio Grande, mm-hmm. and it has
0: no lyrics and just also on like seven of my playlist. Yeah. 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 It's good. Love it. All right. Um, number one for me is The Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters. Mm, Um, Foo Fighters are absolutely my all-time favorite touring band right now. Um, And I say that knowing that I've never been to a Foo Fighters concert. (laughs) So if you're out there and you have access to Foo Fighters tickets or you just want me to have a nice experience (laughs) this Christmas, um, the Foo Fighters, anytime they're anywhere in Texas, I will drive.
1: You'll You'll take that person... If they get you tickets?
0: If they get me and them tickets? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I mean. I'll I'll go with whoever. Yeah. I don't care. All right. Even more so if you get tickets for my wife too. Right. That way we can all go. Have a good time. Um, but the Foo Fighters with songs like Everlong and My Hero, they just that's one of those bands that their music is like they're truly one of the last st- constantly touring rock stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm sure a lot of you may know that Dave Grohl was part of Nirvana, so that that was mm-hmm. like a big influence. So anything Nirvana related to the Foo Fighters, anything Foo Fighters related to Nirvana, it's all the same. Right. Um, but hearing the Foo Fighters, like, play around with new sounds and then go back to the stuff that they like doing, that they're used to doing, and then trying new music, like writing about their lived experiences, writing about past thoughts, um, writing about being part of Nirvana, all that kind of stuff, their lyrics and their music together just create an experience for yeah, me. Yeah. And I love it. It's
1: good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, my number one. Um, I could have gone with a lot of, and just, again, full disclosure, I'm a Switchfoot fan. You could have picked any album. I could Switchfoot,
0: have. John Foreman, either way, it would have been great.
1: Um, and so my my number one album is the Seasons EP Collection um, by John Foreman. Um, it's it's four separate EPs that came out, but they're all kind of you know, in the same theme. Um, it's one of those songs that I just listen to on repeat. Um, it, it's one of those things that just it really hits me deep. Uh, it's one of those songs that I listened to when I was hurting and when I was in pain in high school. Um, and it, it's so funny to think back about it now because a lot of times I remember grown-ups, at, when we were kids, grown-ups would make fun of you know our pain and our hurt. And it's just like, what a jerk move cuz like, like it's it's so that was it, our
0: entire life experience and it sucked like i understand things happen that are way worse than what we went through sure but also like we haven't experienced those things right it's relative it's relative it's all relative
1: you know it's the same thing with a toddler like they they grow up and your wife sent me a video the other day actually kind of explaining this like these these kids don't know how to explain that they don't have any control over their yeah. What they do all the day. Oh, so the, when the they blue cup. Yeah. Yeah. I watch that. So one. when they throw fits about little things, it's because it's probably a, a a pile of things that they don't control. And so it's the same thing. It's just I remember in high school feeling a lot of pain and hurt from various things. And um, these songs were were the things that I held on to, the things that I would listen to at night and just, you know, try to go to sleep to. Um, some of the songs I listened to were the cure for the pain, somebody's baby and instead of a show some songs that were good just to relax to and some songs that challenged and kind of motivated me to both double down um, and also challenge myself. And so John Foreman, dude is a, he's he's one of my favorite guys out there and uh, that that EP collection was fantastic. So yeah. That's for me, sure. man.
0: All right. Last one. Last segment. Moving on to our final segment here. Sub-segment sub-segment there. There we go. you go. Um, our favorite artists or musicians, top three. Do you want to do this one? No nuance, November, just <laughs> list them off and I, let the people fight? No. You want to explain a little I, I mean, bit? I
1: want to explain a little okay, bit. all right. Yeah, and we've already pretty much mentioned, except for you, you have a random person in here that I was not expecting. I mean, I get it, but um, I'll start with my number three, and that is Stevie Wonder. Now, I, I, I will... I will admit I don't listen to his music all the time, but the other day, I I I listened to one of his albums and I was reminded as to why I love and appreciate his music so much. It is so, um, oh, what was the album? Um, shoot, it's the one with uh, Sir Duke and
0: um, what was was the song?
1: Sir Duke. (laughs) It is fantastic. It's it's deep. It's it's um, man, it's so fast and uh, I, I just. Stevie Wonder, just phenomenal musician. Phenomenal. Oh, absolutely.
0: And the fact that he does all of that blind, just... Oh, my lord. Uh, songs in the Key of Life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah. So what's your number three? So my number three, and I'm sure this is the random one you were not expecting, was Childish Gambino.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's fantastic. So but-
0: my thing, like I said, I have trouble ranking things, so my number three, number two, even my number one changes depending on my mood and you're telling me man. who i remember but childish gambino is just it's fun music to listen to <laughs> first and foremost yeah yeah um he is an insanely intelligent writer like the lyrics are they all obviously they rhyme because it's rap music mm-hmm. but they all have a subtext to them with like things you have to know mm. to get the joke yeah um they have a lot of cultural experience that Personally, as a half-black, half-white person growing up in a mostly-black area, I experienced. Yeah. Um My mostly-black high school. Um And then, like, evolving from just the, I guess you would call them juvenile-style albums to things like This Is America. Like, the mm. range that this man has. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is just phenomenal. Yeah. All the symbolism that he does, all of the... The music video, intentional tie-ins to the music, like it's just mind-boggling how great of an artist he truly is.
1: And that's just a reflection of not just a musical artist he is, but just like an actor. Yeah,
0: he's an amazing actor. He can play uh, more serious roles. He can play the comedy roles. It just varies depending on what he's needing to do at the time.
1: The difference between um, uh, community and Atlanta is just spectacular. Yeah. It's just like Brian Cranston. It, the, the, like, you can
0: you can do anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want
0: to do, you can do it. <laughs> uh, he even does, like, stand-up comedy. And right. He is funny. Yeah. Dude, he's a hilarious dude.
1: Yeah, he's good, man. I, I love him. All right, my number two. I've already mentioned one of the albums, um, but my uh, second favorite artist, um, and I, will, I will say this, too, at this time, is This Will Destroy You. Just, I, I, I can listen to their whole collection nonstop.
0: And not even realize you were doing it at the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I have nothing else to add to that. Their music is amazing. It's post-rock, instrumental, gets you in your feelings. Yeah. And I love it. All
0: right. So for me, number two would be The Beatles. Um, Obviously, like I said, I I love anything that has to do with The Beatles. Their music is world-changing, literally world-changing. Hey Jude is probably one of my favorite songs. I wanted to name my daughter Ellie. um, Obviously, one after Janelle, but... Also, to kind of tie in the Eleanor Rigby mm-hmm. uh, song title, I just I love the Beatles. Dude. Yeah, they're one of my favorite bands of all time, and I know a lot of people say that they're like, "Oh, the Beatles." Yeah,
1: but you got but you got like, receipts, man. I actually know
0: the music. <laughs> I own the vinyls. I paid hundreds of dollars to go see cover bands of the Beatles. <laughs> like, yeah. I this is I genuinely love the Beatles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that was that was another one. I remember going to your house and hearing a lot of the Beatles. Yeah, all right. Um, all right. My number one. Uh, I've already mentioned him. Uh, it was my first, my favorite uh, album. But um, my favorite artist is John Foreman. Um, him just I, I I put him because he's the writer of most of the Switchfoot songs. Um, but I, I just growing up as a Christian evangelical kid, I remember relating to it, and now even as a, I would clarify myself as a non-evangelical Christian, ex-evangelical, ex-evangelical um, his music still is irrelevant and it's still powerful and it's still, there's one song that he has um, where it's, it's basically Jesus, I have my doubts. And it, it's an honest question, an honest understanding of, I don't know what to think right now. And his music—it doesn't matter where you listen to it. To me, it always has some kind of reflection and always some kind of remembrance of where I was in my life. And um, I don't know—it's—it's kind of cheesy because it's Switchfoot. Um, and I—I'll be first to tell you, they're probably not. If you were to, you know, si- you know, compare them to other great artists like Foo Fighters or whatever, they're not the the great bands of the the 20th century, 21st century. But um, it is to me, man. John Foreman just has music that relates to me, and you know, I love the I love the music.
0: I get that, man. Like, Switchfoot was another one of those big influential bands for me as well, so I I fully understand that. Yeah. Um, Now, that being said, my number one, like I said earlier, is the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah. I can't get enough of their music. (laughs) Um, Some of my favorite songs by them, Monkey Wrench, um, All My Life, Walk, Run, um, Learning to Fly. I like that transition, like, walking and then you run and now you're learning to fly. (laughs) Yeah. they put out an a album recently, um, Medicine at Midnight or something like that. Mm. Um, again, that was one where they had like tried something new, but also tied in their roots, their true rock star roots. Yeah, It's just probably one of my favorite things of all time. Um, also, just Dave Grohl as an artist and as a person... He's just a really cool dude from what I understand. Um, I know he took another band that was doing like their opening for them when they were doing a tour, and the guys in the other band, they were like, man, we really miss our girlfriends. And he was like, why don't you just fly them out? And they were like, well, we can't afford that. We're yeah. poor. And he goes, oh, yeah, being rich is awesome. <laughs> Take my credit card. <laughs> like, that's, that's the whole thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, not everybody's rich. Oh, well, fly them out. It's just it was really cool uh, stuff like that, and I love seeing, like the the, I don't even know how to explain it. Just the experience of the Foo Fighters. yeah. Just, yeah. For me, it, it's a world changing experience. So
1: cool, man. Well, guys, I think that's I think it's it.
0: That's all we got for music.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. I I enjoyed that conversation, and what I love about it too, it's all relative. You know, we all have our own experiences. Oh, yeah. We all have our own.
0: I see, I just wrote that in the notes. Did you really? Yeah, down at the bottom there. Oh, you'll, okay. you'll see it in a second.
1: Okay. Um, it's really great. Chris. any final
0: words about the music? Um, not yet, but I'll do it later on when we get to our final thoughts. Oh,
1: okay. okay. All right. Well, guys, uh, let's move on then to the rest of our show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, guys, this is Tim and Chris from the Always More podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, following, rating, liking, commenting, and asking us questions. If you haven't done any of those, you're wrong and you need to. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh, Chris, chill. Okay, well, seriously, thank you guys so much for those who have donated to the podcast by giving at buymeacoffee.com uh, in our sh- link in our show notes. And it really just helps us like spend more time to creating a better content for you guys to listen to and to also just help feed our caffeine addiction.
0: Which we definitely do have. It, it's actually a real problem for us. It is. It's it is. destroying our families.
1: It's horrible. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. Back to the show.
0: Back, back, back. And here we are once again. We did clarify who's going to be bringing us back in. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Guess who's back. Yeah. Back, back, back again. again, again.
1: <laughs> guys, thanks for hanging around, and uh, we really enjoy talking about our musical. Genres and artists and all the above.
0: Whether you guys are listening to this or not, like we would talk about this stuff anyway. We're having yeah. a good time. <laughs> Might as well try to get paid for it, right?
1: Um, okay, so before we move on to the guess, we wanted to uh, remind you all of a few things. Number one, uh, if you have any questions for us, like literally about anything, we will...
0: Anything at all. We
1: will answer and debate stupid things. So please... And
0: nothing else matters.
1: <laughs> we will talk about it. We want to hear your reactions. We want this to be a somewhat of a, 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 a two-way relationship. And so um, anytime you have any questions or thoughts, make sure you reach out to us on a social media or email. Um, yeah, we want to participate. And then also, we... Are concluding season one next week or two weeks from now or next episode.
0: So I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't realize when we started this that podcasts had seasons. Yeah, like I, I mean, like I knew they had seasons, but I didn't think it was like an actual like, we'll pause here and continue on. Well, not later everyone on. does, but I thought they'd just like, all right, that's enough episodes for one season, <laughs> so next week <laughs> will be season two.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it's um it, I mean, it really depends on what podcast you listen to but we want to take a break anyways for the holidays so we will, we're, we're going what we're going to do is we're going to record one more episode and that's going to be the last one in 2021 and mm-hmm. then there'll be a one week break in january where the following episode would be and then after that we'll pick it back up with season two and uh, we're going to be introducing some new fun things and um we're really excited to get some new and um Also returning special guest and have some great conversations. Uh, That's one of the things that I know I really want to get back into. Uh, We kind of had a break there with the deconstruction series, but hearing other people's perspectives and hearing other people at the table, that's kind of what this whole podcast is about. And so really excited to do that season two.
0: Sounds good to me, man.
1: All right. Well, Chris, my friend, are you ready for this next segment?
0: Do we record the new sound for it? We do. Let's do it.
1: Well, I don't have a like I don't I have it able to play right now, but oh. it will play in the like as soon as I hit the button. Oh well, not as soon as it, but as soon as I edit it.
0: Okay, so it'll play in their listening, but I won't hear it, is what you're saying. So I don't need to say anything. Like
1: no, we don't.
0: Alright. Let's do this. Let's go. Hit the button. Hit the button. Things I learned. From the internet. All right, Chris, you're first, man. I guess I am. All right, so Paul Winchell, the voice of Gargamel from the Smurfs, uh, that racist portrayal of a Siamese cat in Aristocats, (laughs) and most notably, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh.
1: History is wild.
0: He he played all of those characters. (laughs) Also invented the artificial heart. Of course he did. (laughs) I learned this from the internet. Dude... (laughs) Other than inventing the artificial heart, he also held 30 other patents for devices like disposable razors, flameless cigarette lighters, and heated gloves.
1: Was he a doctor? Like, do you know, did you find so anything else? So,
0: I did. Um, with the help of Heimlich, the guy with the maneuver. Yeah. The guy who invented the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. They worked together oh my God. to invent the artificial heart. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course yeah, they did. Yeah. He was the voice of Tigger. (laughs) So, Hazer, this one's for you. The voice of Tigger from Winnie the Pooh invented the artificial heart.
1: That's incredible. Things you learn.
0: From the internet.
1: (laughs) All right. So, it's winter. Pretty much anywhere in the northern hemisphere. Um, And in Scotland, they have this fun little thing that they do because it snows so much. Um, Each snowplow has its own name, and there's a website where you can actually track them. That's kind of fun. I love that. Now, here's where it gets really fun because the names are not like your ordinary names. It's like boat names where it gets interesting and crazy and wild. Mm -hmm. So here are some of the names. Mr. Plow, Ice Destroyer, Mega, oh, man,
0: Mega Maltasaurus.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know what that means, but there you go. Uh, William Wall-Ice. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because it's got one. I get it. Lord Coldemort. <laughs> I'm here for it.
1: And this is my favorite. You're a blizzard harry.
0: <laughs> All right. So, we need to come up with a few of these. Um snow country for old men. Oh, good one.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Oh, I can't I'm not good at these. I'm not good at puns.
0: The blizzard of Oz. Jeez, man, you're good at this. Um Come on. I can, I can do one more. I can do one more. Hold on. Um, Frosty the Snowplow. Oh, that's lame.
1: Um, <laughs> Winter is coming. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's the I can do.
0: <laughs> oh, what is his name? Um, John Snow. Yeah, John Snow. There you go. There's there's one. <laughs> John Snowplow.
1: Oh, here you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a fun thing. I'll be sure to add the uh, the link in the website. But it's like a legit thing that you can do and just follow them along as they you know clear the streets.
0: All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scott. If, if you're not doing anything else with your time, I guess follow a snowplow. <laughs> All right. It's it's like that uh it's like that
1: website they have where you can follow Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. It's yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is, like, a big deal in Scotland. Like, the kids gather around to... <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm really hoping, like, the GPS satellite is off for one of them, so it's, like, in the ocean <laughs> by accident. <laughs>
1: but, you Snow imagine- cone,
0: come back. <laughs> Mom, why is Mr. Plow in the ocean? <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. All if right. you guys have any names for snowplows, yes. comment them below. I, I don't know if there's like an actual.
1: There isn't. Uh, I believe on, on Spotify you can actually comment things like questions. So put it there.
0: Or email us or text us or Facebook, In Instagram, the comments. TikTok.
1: I'm sure I'll make a clip about this. and Make
0: a TikTok clip. Yeah. What you are your favorite snowplow names? Let us know. Make some up yourself.
1: We want to know. Moving on, it is time for Shower Thoughts with Chris.
0: What came first, the cod fish or the cod piece? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just no. I don't want to know. I have to know. Do Do you? I do, because, no, if you think about it. Like, was the codfish named after a penis? Or was the penis named after a codfish? And is it because they look similar? Or did somebody get a whiff of one and was like, oh, bro, that that smells like straight-up fish cod piece. I don't know. <laughs> I, this fish you caught smells like penis. I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I these are the things I think about. I have to know.
1: Maybe Hank Green could answer this for us. Hank Green,
0: where are you, sir? Which need- came first? The cod piece or the codfish? We need to know. Well, and was there ever a cod piece made out of codfish? Answer my questions.
1: Oh, thank answer you. Answer me, science <laughs> god. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. Thank you, Chris, for that very, very random. uh,
0: (laughs) You asked for shower thoughts, man. This is the stuff I think about in the shower.
1: All right. Final thoughts. We are concluding this episode. Final thoughts about music. Um, I'll just say for me, man, music's awesome. I love listening to it. I haven't listened to it as much because I've been listening to podcasts lately, Um, and I'm also at -at stay-at-home dad right now, so I'm not traveling as much. But um, I,
0: I listen to music all day long. That's like my thing. I, yeah. I drive all day, so that's what I do. Uh, my final thoughts on music. I One of the coolest things about music to me is that the music you love is almost always relative to where you are in life. Yeah. So, like, Switchfoot for you, your favorite albums and music were some of the ones where you were feeling your strongest emotions in high school. You have a very deep tie to that music. Yeah. For me, the music that I'm starting to love is what is stereotypically black people music, hip hop, rap, R and B, that kind of stuff. Because I wasn't allowed to experience that when I was younger, I latched on to what is stereotypically white people music, emo, punk rock, that kind of stuff. And that's always going to be a part of who I am. But some of my newer favorite artists that I'm just now discovering or rediscovering are from those genres because that's where I'm at. I'm exploring that side of my personality my life. Yeah. And it's just really cool that, that's how music works. Mm.
1: Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Thanks.
0: Well, everybody, it's been another episode. This is the end of that episode. This is the end of this episode. We have reached the end of the song.
1: Guys, uh, next, next time is our last episode of season one of the Altimore podcast. So, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think we have a fun one planned. I, I, I think I know what I want to do, and it's going to be great. Is it? Yes. It's going to be legendary.
0: You guys have all of the same information I do. I, I have no idea what's going on next. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm just uh, that's, happy to be here.
1: We are happy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting, liking, subscribe, subscribing, commenting, all the fun things. We love you all. We're grateful for you all. Please be safe out there and make good choices. Or don't. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody.
0: Peace. Thank you for listening to the Always More Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at AlwaysMorePod and ask your question using hashtag AskChrisAndTim.
1: If you'd like to support the podcast and feed into Chris and Tim's caffeine addiction, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash Pod. For further information
0: and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.